Okay, we are on Lesson 4 of the Christian Formation Series. Uh, we're talking about how to have Christ fully formed in us. We've talked about loving God with all of our hearts, and guarding our hearts, having the mind of Christ. And in this session, uh, we're going to spend just a few minutes talking about the need to have an increased influence of the presence of Jesus in our lives. John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. Paul or John wrote, don't love the world, neither the things that are in the world. For the person that loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. There's really two issues when we talk about the influence of Jesus in our life. Um, and they're really just two sides of one coin. We need to have an increase of his influence and a decrease of worldly influence in our lives. So let's jump right in. Um, maybe you want to give a little time before you go any further to think about how do I experience an increase of his influence in my life? And one of the things that I think is important, if you think about people that you want to influence your life, who are those people that you say, hey, I want them to influence me. Maybe I want them to be my mentor. When you think about just human beings, people that you would like to influence your life, how would you go about getting them to influence your life? Well, you do the same thing if you want Jesus to influence your life. It's the same kind of steps. Let me just share a few with you. Number one, you need to spend time with him. Um, he's not going to influence your life if you're never spending time with him. This needs to be a priority. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Is it a priority to spend time with Jesus? Secondly, it needs to be undistracted. In Matthew 6 and verse 6, Jesus said, When you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It's not just going to happen. Uh, you're not just going to find time to spend with Jesus. You're going to have to have undistracted time, which leads to the third one. It's going to need to be intentional. It's not going to fall in your lap. Um, James writes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. First step you have to take, you have to be intentional and say, God, I'm going to spend time in your presence. And uh, I know that when I do that, I'm going to experience an increase of your influence in my life. And then fourthly, it needs to be more than you talking. Sometimes we think that uh, spending time with God means running into our prayer closet and just starting to, to tell him everything we want and everything we need. Uh, but the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes if we're really going to have him influence our lives, we need to have quiet time where we let him speak to us, where we allow his presence to permeate us so that we can know him more. So number one, we have to spend time with him. Number two, we need to spend time with people who know him. Um, in, in a hostile world, and we live in a hostile world, uh, if you're really going to be a follower of Jesus, it is important to have support. The New Testament believers in the book of Acts were the minority. The Jews were against them. The Romans were against them. And so if you read the early verses of Acts chapter or the book of Acts, Acts 2, 42 through 47, and Acts 4, verse 32, you will find that the early church spent a lot of time together. They, um, they were encouraged by one another. And uh, if you're going to be influenced by the presence of Jesus, you need to spend time with people who know him. 
spend time with other believers. Secondly, in an independent culture, not just a hostile world, but an independent culture, it's important to have shared responsibility and the sharing of burdens. Galatians 6, 2 says we are to bear one another's burdens. And in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says that we are to consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, uh, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So part of having the presence of Christ influence me is to spend time with other people because I need to help share their burden and they need to help share mine. Thirdly, so in a hostile hostile world, we need support. In an independent culture, we need shared responsibility. Thirdly, in a sinful world, we need to be held accountable. Um, the Bible says without counsel, this is Proverbs fifteen twenty two. our plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, he who heeds counsel is wise. And James 5, 16 says to confess your faults to one another um, and pray for one another that you can be healed. If you want the presence of Christ to influence you, you need to spend time with people who will hold you accountable, who will say to you, are, are you walking where you need to walk? Are you spending time with Jesus? Accountability is, is huge if we're going to have the presence of Jesus really influence influence us. And then finally, in our imperfection, we are made better by others. One of the reasons we need to be spending time with other people is because we need one another. Scripture says iron sharpens iron. And so we are imperfect and we need other people to help shape us so that we can have the presence of Christ really influencing us. And then also, you need to know that not everyone is going to encourage your growth in him. Uh, Paul says, 2 Corinthians six 14, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. If you want Christ to influence your life, not everybody that you hang with is going to encourage that. So again, kind of like we talked about in the third session, be careful about who those people that are influencing your life really are if you want the presence of Jesus to be influencing your life. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is if you really want his presence to influence you um, and you want more of him and less of you, you need to know that there's an enemy that doesn't want you to be influenced by him. Um, 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, We should not be ignorant of the devices of Satan. And Ephesians 6 says that we are wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In other words, there's a spiritual warfare that is going on. Uh, it might be a good exercise for you to take a few minutes and just talk about what are some of the ways that Satan seeks to keep you or keep us from time in God's presence where his greater influence uh, can be developed. That's a, that's a good exercise. Just talk about that. What does Satan try to do? Don't, don't be ignorant of his devices. What does he try to do? to keep you from really having his presence influence you. Let me just share two or three things. He will tempt us when we're weak and when we're tired. That's when he went after Jesus. He tempted him when he was in the wilderness and he had been fasting for 40 days, 40 nights. He was weary, he was tired, he was hungry, and Satan came after him. Know that Satan does not want Christ to influence your life and he will tempt you when you are at your weakest or your lowest. Secondly, he will disguise what is evil as that which looks good. 
The Bible says in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. And so he can take things that are evil, try to make them look good, and get you caught up in those things, and then you lose uh, the power and the presence of Jesus really at work in your life. And then thirdly, know that, that, and this is important, that Satan will encourage you to make the good things more important than the best things. Um, He does not want the life of Christ to be the main influence in your life. And so he will try to get, he doesn't even mind if what you're doing is good stuff, if you're doing good stuff instead of the best stuff. In other words, friends are important and our kids' sports are important and our careers are important. Our business is important, but they're not the most important thing. And if we get so hung up in those things that we are not doing the best thing and that's spending time with Jesus, his influence in our life will never be everything that it really needs to be. And then the very last thing is you should know the things that distract you and take measures to rid them from your life. What are those things that distract you from the presence of Jesus? And they're going to be different for everybody. What are those things in your life that distract you from spending time in God's presence so that he can influence you? And then you need to take measures to rid yourself of those things that become those greatest distractions. I'd encourage you to make a list of those things that distract you and then make a list of some steps that you're going to take so that you can pull away from those distractions and really make the pursuit of Jesus and his presence most important in your life.